0: Welcome back into another episode of In the Bonus. Kim Adams, Lisa Carlin, Isis Young, and myself, Megan Caffrey. We're like seven, eight episodes in. We're We're season bets at this time. Season bets, guys. (laughs) I love it. And speaking of cruise control, Kim, another game for you this past weekend. You were you had a game yeah, Sunday. Yeah, Sunday night. Talk to us, I was where at, were you at, how was it? It was
1: an interesting non-conference showdown. Virginia Tech out of the ACC Final Four team from last year coming into Rutgers. Uh, it was a really tight first quarter. I think we were tied after the first. And then Virginia Tech just started lighting the nets on fire. They knocked down 17 threes in the game. I think that tied their season high. Um, it was an interesting one cause you think Virginia tech, you think Liz Kitley, two time ACC player of the year. She didn't even really impact the game. She got into some foul trouble, like in the third quarter, she was out within the first minute, but Georgia Amor, uh, the point guard is so flashy. So fun to watch. If you haven't gotten the chance to watch her this year, you got to tune in. Um, she's from Australia. She's only five, six, um, Incredible shot making, incredible ball handling, and then a teammate, Matilda Eck, a transfer from uh, Michigan State, she knocked down seven threes. Um, So yeah, it was it was a fun game. I got Rutgers didn't have a great game, but I got I have to applaud their atmosphere. It was like a holiday hoops game. It was a youth game. Um, They had several thousand fans in the building. The Christmas tunes were on. The dancers had the the Christmas gear on. So it really got me in the holiday spirit. But yeah, I was really walked away really impressed by Virginia Tech. People had, you know, dropped them in the rankings bit, myself too, because they they had lost to Iowa and LSU. They lost to LSU really badly, but I think they've gotten a lot better since then. So yeah, that was my Sunday. Good way to spend a Sunday.
0: Yeah. And even better, you wrapped it up with bar taco. I saw. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was,
1: it's nice to have a local game because it's nice to be back in your own space after the game. And I always, I'm with ice. I think she mentioned it. Like I always have to treat myself to a good meal (laughs) after a game. So I went bar taco, full on tacos, chips and guac, esquites, just no margarita no margarita Um,
2: they don't deliver
1: those they don't deliver those
0: (laughs) i was gonna say you never know what some of the places these days some places will. (laughs) they did that
1: during covid yeah yeah they did Mm -hmm. you could get like doubles too
0: (laughs) or like papers okay so we know what lisa (laughs) was doing during covid (laughs) guys we that we need to before we like get into anything else we need to recap what was the first Big East women's basketball game of conference play a week ago from when this episode now will come out? Top 20 showdown between Creighton and Marquette. The Golden Eagles remain undefeated. They keep on soaring. Let's go around the horn. Ice, I'll start with you. What, what's your take on that game?
2: I think Megan Duffy builds clutch players. Like it just seems like Marquette every time they need a done, basket, period. everything, every time I something like has it's, to it's a happen, hot tape, but it's a
0: good one. It's it's but she not wrong. clutch.
2: like, how, how much, how much more clutch can Jordan King be? How much more clutch can mm-hmm. Liza Carlin be? Um, I was so impressed with Liza Carlin. I, I think she has one of the best 17 foot jump shots from a post player in the country. Um, and so I just thought that they were just clutch down the stretch. I was almost watching this game, like Creighton is close. But it doesn't seem like they're that close because Marquette just knows how to win in those small, get-sticky, like, grit-type situations. Um, and Jordan King and Liza Carlin delivered every single time.
1: I feel like we What's need to put Liza Carlin in the Big East Player of the Year conversation right now. Yes. She's, she's killing it. I support that. Yeah.
0: What I, What stood out to you in that game about her that maybe you hadn't seen so far this season?
2: Yeah, I I just think Liza Carlin is playing chess, not checkers. I, I mean, like, every time strategically down the floor, she's deciding to post up one way so she can get the advantage one way. The next time down, she's using the counter move. The next time down, she's shooting the jump shot. So you have to then guard her. Then she goes back inside the post. Like, she's literally playing chess with other post players, and they're playing checkers. And she looks really, really strong.
0: Love that. Lisa, you're next. I'm going around my horn in my horn.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I uh, had the chance to speak with Marquette head coach Megan Duffy specifically about this game and, and about how her team has been able to go 11-0 and 0 to start this year. Um, it, it, when you look at, of course, this first Big East matchup between Marquette and Creighton, you have to also look at the time of the year. Remember, these are student athletes. So they were all in the middle of finals as well. She has uh, – couple different people on our team that are in grad programs, getting their MBA, they're in PT school. So they have a lot on their plate. And that's one of the biggest things she wanted me to know when talking to her about this is that they have so many things outside of the court going on, yet when they're there, they are just so focused. And and this year, what's different with her squad is at big picture is that there's just balanced scoring, right? They're, they are have always been good defensively, and they will always be. But now there are multiple people – knowing that they can have a good game offensively. And that gives confidence throughout the entire team. And that confidence is what Duffy says is the difference maker this year, because there's not pressure on just one player. The, the inside out mm-hmm. game is the same. The defensive structure is the same that we've seen from Duffy over the last couple of years. Of course, when you have big players like Liza Carlin or Jordan King stepping up and, and having those big games, it helps, but everyone feels confident in their own abilities to, to score. I also asked her, like looking in the nitty gritty of this, right? Eleven games to go uh, and win them, just she almost makes it look a little bit easy in that sense. (laughs) Um, She mentioned how her team is really motivated to be great and improve every single day, and the fact that they are uh, undefeated, eleven and zero, and ranked right now, they're a little bit surprised. That they're undefeated, <laughs> and she thinks that that gives her team an edge uh, because they're not comfortable with it. They don't know that they're going to go into every game and just dominate, steamroll people. They still have that underdog, blue-collar mentality, um, and, and to have that kind of group to say, "Okay, let's talk about it." The media is going to be about you a little bit more, and teams are going to guard you a little bit harder, and, and you're going to get some praise, but you still have to stay isolated in what we are as a group of individuals and, and she was like none of them have big heads so it's really easy to do i think that was really cool to hear from her the fact that this team is surprised about themselves <laughs> not in like a a bad way more of just a they want to go out and play hard and win and get better every day and i think you can see it every time they hit the court
0: and i love that though because i always think about something like that of like it comes from top down like megan duffy herself as a coach as a human wants to be better every single day and like she is still as competitive as they come i bonded with her i was coaching orange theory at the time (laughs) megan will go to orange theory every single morning before she comes in like she has her whole entire routine and she's always looking to like be the top like the number one person in class and everything and crush it but it's true. It's like when when you then see that from your leader, like that continues to motivate you mm-hmm. um, as well. When it's just you know your leader is practicing what they preach too.
3: All right, Cam. I it's want to know. What you thought. <laughs>
0: yes. Yeah, Excuse I mean, me. I I
1: don't even have a huge like analytical approach to this game. I just thought I want to applaud both teams for providing us such a great product on the floor. The game truly lived up to the hype. I think. Uh, entering the fourth quarter, I believe it was a tied game. I think it was a great showcase for the league in terms of the type of teams, the caliber of teams, how hard they play, the different styles we see Um, for national basketball fans or fans of other conferences who don't necessarily see the Big East as much. I thought it was just a phenomenal Uh, showcase for the league. I'm already looking forward to round two. Just a couple things that impressed me. Creighton got down pretty big early uh, looking at the box score. They were down 23 to 16 after one. So just how they were unfazed by that, they got right back into the game. That impressed me um, to do that on the road. It just showed, you know, they're an older team, a veteran led team. And then the way that Marquette closed out the game, I want to say it was tied or a one possession game with Three minutes to go, and they just—they made the shots. They made the plays. The Jordan King pull up off the screen comes to mind. As Ice mentioned, just super clutch, and that's what you want to do on your home floor, right? You want to—you want to be the tougher team down the stretch in those final few minutes. Um, and they did that. So many star players on display. Emma Ronsig has been playing out of her mind for Creighton. Mm-hmm. The balance from Marquette continued to stick out, but I cannot wait for round two in Omaha Creighton a a silver lining to only lose by a a couple points. When you take away the free throws, Morgan Molly did not have a good game. Um, She had just four points on two of 13 shooting. So to know that she had probably one of maybe her worst performance of the season, and you were still that close Molly Mogensen stepped up huge with 21 points. That's kind of a silver lining. You take like, hopefully Morgan Molly is not going to have that type of game in the second meeting. So I just, I love the game.
3: Lisa. I spoke to Megan Duffy and I asked her specifically about having an expanded 18 game conference schedule this year, knowing that you're going to face Creighton again, even if it's a little bit farther down the road and and you have more games between now and then. And she said that it was huge. It it actually, she thought about it um, during the game a little bit, but after the game, knowing that, okay, if they're three big players, like they're they're three bigs, have good games, how is it going to be different for Marquette? How are they going to respond? Knowing that maybe Creighton didn't have the best game, and and even for Marquette, she mentioned how it was wasn't the prettiest game at times for them. Mm-hmm. Knowing that there were certain things that they could and they wanted to clean up before they face them again in season, and then uh, right, who knows how many times again they'll NCAA face them it's the in lead the eight. tournament. Let's get it. Or, uh, however, that would happen. <laughs> exactly how many times, how many more times they're gonna they're gonna face them, but it, also a balance of. Okay, no, we have to switch because we have another opponent coming mm-hmm. up. So it, it's difficult for the coaches to find that balance and make sure that the players also understand that as well that the next game is going to be different based mm-hmm. on what they give you.
0: Crazy. Shades of March, Crazy. that game, like literally, was, I was just, it was like, big you sat there time. and you're like, big time up basketball.
1: Up <laughs> <laughs> that was it. <laughs> That was my thoughts. I, I wish love we could have I wish they could have <laughs> just played again the next day. Like, let's run it right back. That's how good of a game I it was. Let's fly we back to, fly back to Omaha
0: and theories. roll the ball out. Let's Ooh. go. <laughs> oh, you know who's going and rolling right along right now? The Seton Hall Pirates. Big win for Seton Hall. I know, Lisa, you talked to Tony Bazella, their head coach, a little bit. This week, what did Coach B have to say about the big game, about his team this season? Yeah, like
3: yeah, a huge historic win, right, for Seton Hall over UNLV. 84-54, largest victory over a ranked opponent for Seton Hall. Um it, The biggest message I got from, from Coach B, t- Tony, and you guys <laughs> all know him. He talks. Mm-hmm. We had a great long conversation He's having fun this year. He is happy. It is a joy to coach these players. Um, He mentioned how much belief that these players have in themselves and how much fun they're also having and how that has translated to a lot of the success that they've had on the on the court, frankly. Mm-hmm. Um leading up to this UNLV game, he, he mentioned how the practices leading up to it were some of the best three days of practice that he has had all year. Now some wow. of that did have to do with the fact of uh players were coming back from injury. Even Azana Bain, she missed the game prior to that. So she was back um coming back from injury. So to have everyone back and, and the numbers Helps. They were moving the ball well. There was offensive flow. There was defensive understanding of everything that was going to work. And a couple of his assistants earlier in the week, right before that game said, <laughs> hey, this, this week is good. Like, we look really good. And he was kind mm-hmm. of almost like, okay, like, good. let's just see how the game goes. Like, we're having mm-hmm. fun with it. And that, frankly, is like the biggest message that I got from him is that it's it, They're having fun. There's a different energy with the group this year, and it's one of his most enjoyable seasons that he's been able to coach because of the players and how individually skilled they are, how much they want to play for each other, how much fun they have together, and it translates. And you can see it on the court. And mm-hmm. uh, after, after the game, there's social media posts about mm-hmm. the cooler dumps on him. Um, his quote was, <laughs> My bones are still cold. Some oh. of the players may have to get on the line and run a little bit more for that one. That's one of the worst I've got, seen. Like he, he got so
1: done.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I love that though, because I'm Kim Ice and, and Lisa for you, right, as well. Like you guys have had all probably at some point or not throughout your careers been on teams where it I was so real. much fun to, feel play feel to play real. on. Real. And then on the opposite side <laughs> where yeah, and then <laughs> where it was the opposite side where like you weren't having fun and
3: and, right. and you when know? you are a little bit more relaxed and you don't have that pressure to be perfect, whether it's every day in practice or out on the court, you you play a little lighter and you play with a little more mm-hmm. freedom, which allows you most of the time to be better. I would say nine out of 10 athletes, they play better when they just want to do well and they don't have the pressure of making mistakes or playing perfect on top of them. And when your coach is having fun and laughing things off and you're also having fun, it's, it's a snowball effect in a positive way.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Can I love high
1: school ball for me? Grammar Grammar school school ball was no problems back then. You know, just
0: out there having Uh. fun. (laughs) Ice, what are you thinking about the Pirates? Ah,
2: honestly, um, I'm impressed at how well they're playing. Mm. I think what's sticking out for me about the Pirates is just their depth right now.
0: Well, our guest on the pod this week, you could certainly tell that she's having a bunch of fun. Azana Baines from Seton Hall. She joined us and the interview was a lot of fun as well. Listen in. The Seton Hall Pirates are coming off of the upset of the weekend as they took down number twenty-three UNLV eighty-four to fifty-four. As we're now joined by Azana Baines, who scored twenty-three points Woo! in the game. Azana, how's your Monday going, girl?
4: <laughs> My Monday is going great um, today. You know we got to get in the gym, start practicing again, get ready for the next game. So um, yeah, everything's just been going well for us.
0: We love to hear that. And are you still riding the high a little bit of that win? Because that was so much fun to watch.
4: Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I am a little bit. (laughs) Because, I don't know, I just had all the faith in my team, but I didn't expect us to come out and play like that, like how we did. I'm just, you know, I'm just so proud of how we performed and how we
2: uh, executed our game plan. What was the difference in that game, Azana? Like, what was the difference for your team and how you competed? You said you didn't expect it, but what was that X factor for you guys that day?
4: I think everybody just came out with, like, I don't know, just, like, really locked in, you know? Um, I think that was the most physical that we have played this whole season, Um And everybody, like I said, we just stuck to the game plan. Everything that we wanted to execute offensively, we executed. And everything that we planned on doing defensively, we did
3: that too. At what point did you realize, like, wow, we are clicking on all the right pages right now. And we are in sync. We are playing physical. This is our game. Was it like during the warmups or at what point did you think, like, yeah, we're rocking this?
4: Honestly, uh, the first couple of minutes of the game is when I kind of started picking it up because I'm like, (laughs) now we up to 11 and like getting stops and, you know, just making them turn the ball over, um, not letting them run their sets, uh, getting the scores and the looks that we wanted to on the offensive end. Um, So, yeah, it was pretty early on in the game that I recognized like, yeah, we're in this
1: Azana, as much as we loved watching the result of the game, my favorite part may have been uh, the post-game locker room celebration. You guys absolutely <laughs> drenched Tony. I don't know if it was water or Gatorade, but uh, how did that all? <laughs> how did that all come together, and and how did it feel to just celebrate in that moment?
4: I had walked in the locker room a little bit late because I was doing uh, uh, another interview. So I walked in and everybody was all huddled up, like in the circle (laughs) waiting for him to walk in so that we could just like uh, drown him in the water and stuff like that. But honestly, I love celebrating with this team. Everything that I do with this team is fun. Like we just all get along so well. And we just, we love playing with each other um, and we love hanging with each other even outside of, you know, basketball.
0: What makes this team so special? I think everybody's just, Will um,
4: and determination, you know, like everybody is here to win. And that's our main focus. Um, We're not really too concerned about like, you know, who scores the most or who does this, who does that. It's just everybody plays their role. Everybody do what they have to do so that we can come out on top at the end of the day.
2: Azana, it's no secret that your team is, overall like undersized right you guys aren't the biggest team that we're seeing in the league but you play big and there's some other players on your team that have stepped up in those areas when you are playing these teams that have tall centers six three, six four, like they're going to see against Georgetown coming up soon what's the game plan and how you guys are treating those situations same thing just be physical
4: um it, be more physical than them if not the same like bring the same amount of physicality as them and just stick to what we do I mean that's one thing that our coaches harp on the most like even if we do know that teams are you know a little bit taller than us um quicker than us or whatever the case may be uh, our coaches just say stick to what we do and it'll all work out at the end of the day because we're good at what we do the things that we practice over and over and over again every day we're good at those things so as long as we
2: keep doing them then we'll be fine. I feel like I can hear Coach B saying that. Like,
3: stick to what we do.
2: I feel like I can see him saying that in a timeout. (laughs) Yes, literally.
3: (laughs) At at that point in the season where, I mean, obviously conference play, right? You've got Big East play coming up with Georgetown. When you look back at the regular season, uh, you guys have played some tough competition. Of course, UNLV, USC, Columbia, Mm -hmm. Princeton. How, When you look back on those opponents and those games. What are some of the things that you want to take with you personally in your game into Big East conference play?
4: One thing that I have noticed specifically, um, just from looking back at those, like the USC game, the Columbia game, the Princeton game was, and comparing it to, you know, the game against UNLV. One thing I noticed was that we didn't wait for, you know, the other team to punch us first. We, kind of we took the initiative and we punched first um and that was one thing that we didn't do in those other games so I think the fact that we did that and if we can continue to do that in these other games then I think we'll be very successful.
1: Azana we see you rocking the the USA hoodie um you had the opportunity or you were you made the team this summer to compete for Team USA, playing internationally in three-on-three competition. What did you take from that experience, and how did it make you a better player this season?
4: One thing that I was able to work on the most uh, playing three-on-three this summer was I was able to work on like my leadership um, just – you know being more vocal and being more of a leader uh vocally because i think i'm a pretty good leader just by um leading by example um you know working hard uh making the the tough plays and stuff like that um doing the little things but My coaches have asked me to step up and be a little more vocal in terms of, you know, my leadership role. And that's something that I worked on over the summer Um, because you only have four players with you. You only have three other teammates. So somebody has to speak up. Somebody has to, you know, kind of take control a little bit. So that's one thing that I've tried to carry over. And then another thing that I've been able to work on was my defense. Um, Three on three, you're on the island all the time. so. You got to learn how to guard. Um, so that's really, that has really, really helped me, uh, you know, carrying it over into this season.
1: I would assume that makes Tony happy too. We know he loves <laughs> defense and you guys yes. have been putting up crazy defensive numbers as of
0: late. Yes. <laughs> Azana, I love that you talk about leadership too, because it's interesting, right? When you think about it, you, you transferred into Seton Hall and, yeah. Tony Bezella, he's you're one of many transfers that he's had in, in his programs. I'm curious, what is it that Coach B and his staff is able to do to make the environment so comfortable so that you can come in as a transfer and have that encouragement and that want to be a leader?
4: One thing that I always give uh, Coach B and my other One of the other assistant coaches, uh, Coach Jose, I always give them their flowers for um keeping it real with us at the end of the day, you know. I don't think they – they don't sugarcoat anything. They're going to tell you, like, this is your role on the team. This is what we need you to do. This is what we expect of you. And, you know, if they feel like you're fulfilling that role, you're doing what you need to do, then they'll, you know, they'll uh lighten up on your leash a little bit. They'll let you do a little bit more to expand your game. So that's one thing that I really respect about them. Um, They, like
2: I said, they keep it real with you all the time. So. Well, okay. I'm going to start with the non-basketball-ish questions. We'll take a break (laughs) from talking about the game. Um, Who's the funniest (laughs) teammate? Like if I wanted to go and I'm like, yo, I want to laugh, who are you sending me to? Who's going to make me laugh and how? Hmm.
4: It depends. Are you into more like dry humor or like humor humor? Because I think it's a it's a good balance of like really like just humorous people on my team. And then like the people who are like dry humor. So it's like, ooh, oh, that yeah. was give a little me harsh, but it was funny.
2: Yeah. Give me the harsh, but funny. Who's harsh, but funny. I care
3: about that humor. <laughs> me too.
2: Brazil Harvey Carr. Oh, I know Brazil. I could totally say yes. that. Oh, my goodness. Yes, yes, I, I know mean, Brazil. Definitely her. Yeah, we go way back. I used to play with her sister. Um, I've done a lot of work at Manhattan, so I've stayed connected to her. She's hilarious, but definitely like has that tone. I love that. I love that you chose her. Yeah,
4: she's actually my birthday twin. We had the same birthday. Ooh. We were born in the same hospital from the same area. What? What? Oh, oh, oh. yeah,
2: you're a South Jersey girl. Yeah, South Jersey yeah. girl. No wonder you're so great. Oh,
1: I knew it. Hey,
2: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>
1: Okay, Azana, so this is what we do with all of our guests to end the segment. It's our in the bonus rapid fire. It's five questions since you have to get five fouls to be in the bonus and i'm actually- I'm switching one up this week to make it very specific Woo. to Azana and Seton Hall, so okay. I'm hoping we get a good one. All right, you yeah. ready? and you you don't have to necessarily answer them like super rapid, just however you want to okay. answer it okay, okay. Number one, favorite place to eat in the South Orange, New Jersey, Seton Hall area? Chipoba.
4: What is it? Chipoba. (laughs) It's like they have like sushi bowls, uh, sushi burritos, ramen, that type of stuff.
0: Okay. I was expecting it was like Chipotle-ish. I was like, wait a second. It sounded like a
1: combination (laughs) of Chipotle (laughs) and Cadova.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to have to check it out next time I have a game there. Um all right, number 2, uh, a talent you have or a skill outside of basketball. I like to draw. Mm. Okay, are you using pencils, markers, crayons, <laughs> do yeah. adults use crayons? <laughs> Paint. Paint is also not- <laughs> I She's like in drawing. drawing, not painting. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> Ske- like yeah, it. do we have his samples?
3: Oh, let's see.
2: Oh, my oh, God. Let's go. <laughs>
3: that's
4: amazing. What? Yeah, this one on board. I do it.
1: So, lots of color. I like the pop of color there. That's, okay. cool. <laughs> so
2: that's, that's not the one. That- yeah, yeah, I was going to say, that's not the one that draws it for you and then you color it in like you drew that. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I drew oh. a coloring book. I can't imagine. Oh gosh, you're talented. I can't imagine. That's
3: a lot. So good. I thought it was like it's a, a coloring book. Yeah,
4: <laughs> like- <did>. <laughs> yep. Right? It says a powder um, pop
0: girl. Which one? Yeah. Or your take on one. It was like kinda powder pop girl esque. I just
4: liked it because she looked real tired and like cranky and that be me sometimes, so
1: I relate to that. Impressive. All right, number Thank three. You. Number three. Some content you're consuming right now. It could be a show. It could be a podcast. It could be a book. Just something you are enjoying that you want to put the people onto.
4: I just watched. Me and my teammates actually last night. We just watched the new movie on Netflix. um Leave the world behind.
1: Oh, must I- watch. who's in this i feel like i've heard of it but i can't recall the specifics i'm
4: bad with names i'm not gonna (laughs) lie but it is a very very good movie very informative so
3: julia roberts she's in that right yes Mm -hmm. yes yes okay leave the world behind
1: oh yes Okay, number four, and this is an interesting one for you because you did play three-on-three this summer. So we always ask all of our guests, if you were going into a three-on-three tournament and you could pick any two teammates in the world, they could be your own Seton Hall teammates, they could be NBA players, WNBA, who would you pick to give you the best squad possible out there?
4: Well, automatically, I'm going to have to go with Sydney Taylor. Uh, because me and her, we played in a couple of tournaments this summer, and we just play really well together. So, wow, loves I kinda it. Like that. Love um,
1: that. loyalty. I would.
4: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to play with. I would like to play with Asia Wilson.
1: Ooh. Mm. Ooh wow. I think we've had a couple players name her. She's a popular choice. Yes.
4: Yeah, yeah. Definitely, Asia Wilson. Hmm. I need two more, right? No, 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 just one three more three on
1: three. No, you're good. Well, you could have it. We'll give you. Oh right yeah, now. yeah. She knows the rules. You're right. We just <laughs> know the rules. Okay, yeah. We do need a sub. <laughs> need she just guard. changed the rules for us. Like that's how it yeah. should be.
4: <laughs> um, I would do Chelsea Gray too for my Ooh. goal. Oh, I like god. her. I love Chelsea.
1: Oh god! Yes, that's a tough team. Yes, it is. And Chelsea and Asia are already teammates, so they've got the right. chemistry. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, that's a solid team. All right, last one. This is the one I'm changing up this week because we just okay. we couldn't we couldn't leave this interview without doing this. Give us your best Tony Bazella impression.
4: <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I don't want to expose him too bad. Oh no! <laughs> oh. Coach B has a lot of different. Ooh.
1: It's got to um, be rated PG here. Rated PG.
4: Okay, okay, okay. Oh, see, honestly. That's
1: what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
4: okay, this is his favorite thing to say. Uh, do your job. Just do your job. If you do your job, we're going to be okay. We're going to do good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was Woo. great. Very well done. Yeah. I could see him like on all fours in the huddle, just like yes. slapping the floor as he's saying that. No jacket on, tie like over the shoulder. <laughs> the iconic moment. him? Yes. <laughs> oh man. Okay, well you've successfully completed rapid fire, Azana. Woo!
0: Thank Excellent answers. Cool as a cucumber. We've had some people get real nervous during those three on three questions. <laughs> well, I knew yeah, she's do. a vet at
1: that, so. And she, she is right. We do need to have people name three teammates because that's how they play it on the professional levels with four
0: teammates. Mm, true. Well, now going forward, there we go. Azana. Thanks so much for coming on and joining us on In the Bonus. Azana Baines and the Seton Hall Pirates, do your job. They take on (laughs) Georgetown Wednesday when this podcast comes out, Wednesday afternoon at 2 p.m. Eastern time. Azana, we had a blast. Thanks for joining us.
4: Thank you, guys.
0: These interviews honestly make me so happy. The players in our conference are so much fun to talk to. I love it. Before we move on to some of the games that we're looking forward to this week, we do have to give a shout-out to Xavier. Big dub for the Musketeers over the weekend. So shout-out to Xavier. Congratulations to them on that win. Let's stick with the Pirates before we go around the horn to everyone else. Ice, I know you are excited for what Seton Hall has coming up, another conference game on tap for them.
2: Yeah, taking on Georgetown on Wednesday. Um, I'm really excited for the Hoyas and their opportunity. This is a team that's coming to conference play also feeling really good. They just got a double-digit win over Wake Forest um, on Sunday, Um, and defense has been the name of their game. Um, I think just first right now in the league in terms of the points allowed defensively, they're only allowing 46 points per game. So, like, if they only have to score 50, they're still winning by a margin of four points. Um, So their defense is awesome. Uh, And then also field goal percentage. their opponents are shooting Mm. 32%. Um, So I I think in terms of Seton Hall going into this game, you just have to get good shot selection. Uh, If you don't, they're going to force you to shoot bad shots. They're going to rebound. Kelsey Ransom is going to do Kelsey Ransom things. Um, She's so fun watching play. Like I just so much enjoy like the pizzazz that she plays with um, real hardcore. And then always just great teammate. You can always see her at any point when – She doesn't have to be talking to someone. She's finding someone to talk to and give information to. Uh, But I think this is a really good, really good matchup for both teams to test where they are right now, starting conference playoff. It's it's not an easy task at all on either side.
0: Mm. Score update real quick for us. UConn and Butler just wrapped. The Huskies came away on top 88 to 62, the final score of that one. And the, Kim, is your passport ready? Because you're about to hop over the border because you're following the Huskies yeah, up to excited. Canada. I'm super excited.
1: So UConn is playing what's technically an exhibition game in Toronto. It's a Leah Edwards homecoming game. We know Gino likes to bring all his seniors home. They had Paige at Minnesota. Nika Mule was in Croatia with the team this summer. Um, so yeah, UConn is playing a team called Toronto Metropolitan University. Um, I still have to do some research, but apparently they're undefeated in their league. Um, But this is really, this is really all about Aaliyah going home. Um, I saw a nice article, nice connections between former UConn player Kia Nurse, who's also from Canada. We're expecting her to be at the game. We're hoping to speak with her on the broadcast, but I just, I think it's going to be such a fun week right before the holidays. This is personally my first time in Canada, so. I don't really know what to expect. Ooh. I don't know if you ladies have been there. If you have any any little tips, all I'm I just know I need to have my passport packed and I'll figure out the rest. Yes. But yeah, so the, the game will be Wednesday. <laughs> this will be on national TV Wednesday, uh, six p.m. Eastern on FS2. Check it out. But yeah, that's nice the Kim. Nice. Yeah, you. Need to
3: pass- and maybe like a I haven't checked the weather yet, Ooh. which is
1: probably yeah, I should do that because I'm leaving tomorrow. So yeah, let me do that. Right <laughs> like, do I need yeah. a parka? Do I need snow boots?
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> when I saw, um, the Big East preseason women's basketball season tour, it was actually really fun up at UConn. I got to talk to Aaliyah about the game and, and she was just like, so the excitement that she had to bring her teammates up to Canada was just, you could just feel the energy that she had. And it was so fun. We're there. And all of this Canadian media was there as well. So they they were, I mean, and it's, it's just great. Also, when you think about it too, right? It's so great for the game. Yeah. Now that you say that, I
1: forgot to mention the game is sold out. I think it's like a 10,000 seat arena. And we know that Canada and the city of Toronto specifically is really into women's basketball. They had the first ever WNBA game there this preseason they sold out Scotiabank Arena with, I don't know, fifteen to seventeen thousand fans. So you're right. It's just it's expanding the global reach of the game. Canada is a country. Toronto is a city that's really excited about women's basketball. So I'm I'm excited for the atmosphere. I will report back on all the amazing things that are hopefully gonna wow. happen.
0: I can't wait. Maybe ask maybe we should find a way for you to ask Aaliyah what oh. to eat while you're there so that you can report back yeah. food. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. It's all about the food.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. It's all about the food. <laughs> Oops. <It hurts. laughs> Lisa, yeah. let's get this let's keep the excitement rolling, okay? What are you excited for this weekend?
3: Yeah, well, I want to see how Marquette does, because they, of course, had this big game against Creighton, and then they played two, or they will play, I guess, by the time this podcast comes out, um, two non-conference opponents at App State, which they narrowly beat. Uh, That happened earlier this week and on Sunday. And then they play Bucknell before they get back into conference play. And it's difficult right, to to be able to go from conference play to non-conference play, because when you make your non-conference schedule, you're looking for opponents that play similar styles to teams in your conference, or at least play different tactics that you could see later on in the season, and whether that's setups or personnel types, eh, individuals like that. So it's a little tricky now for Marquette to go from one big, Big East game against Creighton, and then to have to play two more and then get a little time off before they go play UConn, right? They have a really tough, big East start. They played Creighton, which they got the dub. Then they go to UConn. Then they go to St. John's. They host Xavier. And then they go to Seton Hall. Like – Guys, that is a tough run of games for Marquette coming up. Um, the biggest one, though, of course, UConn. That's happening on New Year's Eve Sunday, Mid-time. December 31st. Um, that's mm-hmm. a little bit farther away, but this pod drops on Wednesday. So you'll get Bucknell the next day, Thursday, and then Marquette UConn. New Getting Year's right Eve.
0: to it. Yeah. And that's going right, right to it, right? Speaking of, guys, I'm kind of sad I don't get to hang out with you guys next week. Is it just me? Or are you guys sad that are you gonna miss me as gonna well? Be missing the ladies Very for sure. <laughs> we got to celebrate the holidays though. Ice just like I really can't wait for Christmas. Yes, <laughs> I was just like love you, Meg. But you. <laughs> okay, Meg. In the bonus for life. In the bonus for life. That is right, though. To all of our fans, we are taking a break next week for the holiday. So no fresh episode coming at you next week, but we'll, the gang will be back together um, shortly. So don't miss us. There's gonna be plenty. There's gonna be plenty for us to catch up on. Maybe another opportunity nope. to get Kim to have banana. That's not ice on cream. the Christmas list. <laughs>
1: oh, cookie dough ice
0: cream. <laughs> send it <them> my way. <laughs> Ooh, I love that. All right, ladies. I think that's gonna be a wrap then another successful in the bonus are we ready let's hear this for rollout. a very fun portion you no, can't say it's the most let's fun part it. because we got all the fun parts let's get this going be sure to subscribe in the bonus by the big east conference on your preferred podcast listening platforms such as iheart radio amazon music spotify deezer TuneIn, radio public pandora overcast odyssey damsung podcast Pocket Cast, Player FM, Simplecast, Apple Podcast, as well as the Big East Conference YouTube page. And make sure to like, share, and review. You can also visit BigEast.com for more conference news and information. We'll see you not next week, but the week after for another episode of In the Bonus. Happy holidays.